0: Deep in London's beating heart lies a wall, a like do not be, if you know the call, for if the wall steps aside, be not afraid of what you see, cause the wizard world is opened up as has the griffin Hello everyone and welcome to the Shrieking Shack, this is episode 69 of... Our Harry Potter reread podcast for lapsed fans. I am your host, ZC.
1: And I'm scared. What is that <laughs> voice?
0: Well, I got a new microphone and, oh. and we're on episode 69. So I was like, hello. Hello. Hello, everybody out there.
1: Sure. Yeah. Are you, is, this, is this the whole episode? I didn't prepare a voice and I don't have a new microphone. I guess I could get closer to it. And makes, hello i'm kind of i'm gonna get a little bit confused uh with this versus asmr it might be the same
0: they're kind of the same thing to some people uh you know not but everyone not everyone but, no but some <laughs> <laughs> this this is uh this is a harry potter podcast for laughs fans uh, and, uh, and we're, we, we made it, we made it to the, the funny number, uh, our first funny number, uh, episode, uh, how, how how's that feel? I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about this.
1: It feels great. You know, I, I'm, I'm like, you know, it's, it's a big number for a podcast. I feel, you know, a once a week, uh, roughly two hour podcast. Uh, we have a long stretch, but bet- before the next funny number 420 <laughs>
0: that's true. Uh, we might we might need to combine the uh the common room and uh and and main episode numbers to get to that one anytime reasonable but it you know i i believe in us i think we could get there
1: we'll probably be long done with harry potter
0: yeah we'll be we'll be in the middle of uh playing baldur's gate (laughs) three for that one but yeah, no, it's it's exciting um, and it's funny. It's a good number. Um, in, our, in our in our third segment, uh, I think we're going to get into some uh, some Harry Potter uh, sixty nine related stuff that we've kind of been sitting on for a while. But I I'm very <laughs> glad that we're here because like I, I kind of can't wait to talk about some of this stuff any longer. Uh, this is this has always been kind of like a like fun topic around the fandom that we've always been finding links and sending back and forth uh for a long time but but with like not really anywhere to put it and so having a a, an episode 69 celebration if you will uh is a good good place for this stuff
1: yeah and an exciting uh kind of shrieking shack lore reveal here at the end and it's and it's very nice i think
0: it is nice Ah nice, nice, nice. Well, before we get there, we you know we have some we have a little bit of uh 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 climax denial to do here for our audience. How about that? <laughs> oh, uh,
1: <laughs> Great.
0: We gotta Sounds do news good. first and and a uh, and a whole chapter. Sure. But uh hey, that Pokemon Go clone came out, Wizards Unite.
1: <sighs> I did not do very good. You know, I went away for the weekend mm-hmm. and I had all of these uh lofty ideas Mm -hmm. um you know i had a lovely a lovely weekend uh with with my parents um my aunt and uncle came and visited me while I was in town and, and just and had a great time and I went on several several walks at the the local park and it, it's mm-hmm. the the town I grew up uh, so I'm you know my local my my old stomping grounds kind of and All I was like hot. okay I'm gonna go um do, do do some wizard stuff while I'm there <laughs> it was very very like a, a kind of lofty idea um instead I caught a cyndaquil mm. um i evolved my vulpix Very nice. um i you know did and got some of my uh walking distance goals met for pokemon go and i kind of forgot <laughs> to, to log in and do wizard stuff so so when i got back um back home i kind of i kind of like i went to the the mall one night um and and mostly, honestly, to play Pokemon Go, uh-huh. and I just I very very hastily was like oh, I gotta log into this fucking game. Like I gotta, <laughs> like I got I gotta get I gotta get some more energy. So I logged in, uh, kind of stopped for for sushi at the the bad mall sushi restaurant that was it's stuck between two Pokestops. And in the Wizard game, it was like a greenhouse mm. and an inn.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So I got eight energy. Um, and i may may have planted some plants in the greenhouse i'm not really sure um and i got some i saved some people from being trapped in ice ran out of energy and haven't played since that's my confession
0: (laughs) yeah i this. i so i did i tried my best uh this weekend to uh get get some some quality uh wizard time in. And I Mm -hmm. kind of had the same experience as you, except like not on purpose. I like I I mentioned in the last episode that like this this game had like gotten me interested in reinstalling Pokemon Go again. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened is like I was playing the wizard one and it sucked ass. Uh (laughs) and then I would like open the Pokemon one and there'd be like a, a cute thing for me to catch. And I do it, and then I kind of got like I downloaded an an IV calculator, and so mm-hmm. I'm like now I'm like like training specifically because there's like a, a gym right next to my house, uh that I can that I can hold down, and I'm like ooh
1: yeah, gotta and, get that Blissy trained up.
0: That's right, I have a Chansey. I'm very excited to to work towards evolving my ch- my Chansey into a Blissy. So that was basically my experience. Like I I um i did play wizards unite but i'm already at the point where maybe i'm just getting really unlucky spawns or or something but like i feel like i've seen everything uh i um i've seen uh ravenclaw student get tied up by vines i've seen Mm -hmm. slytherin student turn into verit i've seen barty crouch senior in ice five times uh i've got young luna lovegood five times I've saved Rome from a spider and like, I guess I haven't seen Snape or Dobby and I haven't seen Harry getting sucked off by a Dementor, but like I'm kind of good <laughs> at this point, I guess. Um, they're really stretching for stuff to find. Like when, like I, there's like four different encounters of like uh, that one model of just like some random guy, like holding an object. It's like, Oh, wizard is guarding Hagrid's umbrella wizard is guarding Remembral or whatever and i'm like kind of this this doesn't have the same appeal uh, collect appeal as pokemon i don't care about this stuff
1: yeah it's really missing that gameplay loop to me because at yeah. its core in pokemon and, and i'm i'm trying really hard to be fair because like going into this whole thing i'm like i love pokemon although yeah. it can be argued that i like Harry Potter. It's debatable. Sure. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you do a podcast about it every week with me. Yeah. So I think there's probably some sort of like latent Harry Potter appreciation dormant somewhere. I, I mean,
1: we'll, well, we're going to get into it this reading oh, for true. sure. That's um, true. But, but I, I really did want to give it a fair shake. But again, that, that gameplay loop,
0: yeah. I,
1: I am always, 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 always going to want to catch um, Five Zigzagoon's. More than I want to free five Harry Potter objects from ice.
0: Right. It doesn't help that, like, the animations are so excruciating. It's interminable sometimes. Like... Did, have you done any of the combat stuff yet? I got. I
1: I only did my first combat mission, and I haven't seen one since. I keep clicking on the dark art stuff, thinking that maybe it's going to be combat, but I don't think that's how it works. I always just I, get like a, a flesh eating slug being guarded by a troll, but really uh-huh. they just kind of look like they're fighting.
0: The I have fought the vampire oddity, which. Uh, <laughs> I encountered so I like I was doing all this over the weekend and I kept on thinking like like I I should I send Liz this? No, I probably don't want to bother her with vampire oddity <laughs> like, on, your, <laughs> on your weekend trip like hey hey I know you're like ha- uh, having a, a nice time with your family over the weekend but look I found a fucking vampire in my bad video <laughs> game. So I held off. Um there's uh there's a there's an encounter with this vampire where first of all the model's hilarious it does not look like anything that belongs in harry potter but second of all every time it attacks you it does this like flourishy animation of it like wiping its mouth like it's Hmm. bitten you oh and it's like like a good 15 seconds extra every time which doesn't sound like much, but it really adds up in this game where you're encountering stuff over and over again. And, and also a game where you're meant to be walking around, right? Like like in Pokemon Go, you encounter a Pokemon, you stop for a second, you throw the ball, and you're like done, basically. And you can keep on with your walk or whatever. And this Harry Potter thing, you kind of need to be like standing still for a long time. And it like it's not really conducive to the thing that it's asking you to do, which is walk around and, and get your steps up.
1: Yeah, it really added a lot of like gameplay complexity in a way that I think is bad for this kind of game.
0: Totally, like, like Pokemon Go has like you know I, I mentioned that I don't like the the calculator stuff and like that stuff is there, but it's kind of behind the scenes and not the main focus of the game. Uh, you, you know, if you want to just walk around and try and collect everything and have that be the game for you, that's totally doable in Pokemon. Uh Harry Potter Wizards Unite has a skill tree that you cannot ignore because it's like it, it's it's like imperative to uh uh catching stuff. And it just looks like the you remember uh when when Cataclysm like revamped the World of Warcraft skill uh, trees. Don't
1: remind me.
0: It looks exactly like the Cataclysm skill tree. <laughs> like just 100% the same thing uh it is it is indecipherable it makes no sense it 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 does not uh, uh make for compelling like mobile gameplay it's yeah, crazy yeah
1: I was, I was on the subreddit and there was like a guide And it was looked like a like some screenshots of the skill tree to show like maybe the ideal path to being an aura or like the effective Mm -hmm. skills and stuff. And Mm -hmm. and like you said, it it looks like a guide that I would I would would have looked at for like World of Warcraft and Burning Crusade. And I'm like, (laughs) this is this is the game that you're supposed to play while you're like walking around in a park.
0: This is my exercise app. Fuck off. Right. Like it's 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 it just does not work um i don't think anyone's playing this thing there was a very funny thread on the on the subreddit uh uh uh, that you mentioned where i i i loathe being the kind of person who always goes like oh such and such positive opinion is a plant um (sighs) that's that, that, that that's rarely the case but this one was written in such a way that it, it had, like, a pathetic earnestness to it that really made me think it could have been an astroturfing thing. Someone going like, oh, I hope this game goes as viral as Pokemon Go. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, they they outlined, like, oh, I love walking around and catching Harry Potter creatures, and and I want to have a wizard community. It just felt like it was, like, hitting, like, all the notes in a, like, design doc, basically. That's but, very funny. But all the comments, even, you know, comments from people who are clearly invested enough in the game to be posting on the subreddit were saying, no, this that. that's not going to happen. Like that ship has already sailed for sure, which is which is true. It's I don't think. I don't think this thing is going to have legs. This this has been a very roundabout way for me to get to our first headline here, which is uh, from GameSpot. Harry Potter Wizards Unite uh, pulls in three hundred thousand uh, dollars on first 24 hours. Now that's a lot of money, but considering that Pokemon in that same time frame made over 2 million, like, you know, like we're, we're talking like, like, like box office opening day for film style stuff here, right? Like, like right. it's probably not going to get higher than this. This is the peak, um, uh, uh for 24 hours and like, that's low for a Harry Potter game. Three hundred thousand, like less than a sixth of what pokemon go made like that seems that's rough i think
1: i sure feel like they could have made the game better i'm really
0: <laughs> right? yeah.
1: I, ke- I just keep coming back to and this is the last i'll say it that i'm just really i am baffled by how they chose to present this thing it has none of the charm of harry potter it i mean it is much more like fantastic bc totally. in all of their marketing stuff and it feels like it just misses completely um mm-hmm. the, the the gameplay loop of filling out a sticker book yeah foundables confoundable it's just um i just don't get it i i can't imagine why they didn't go in a either more like pokemon go direction and catching magical creatures or something like that or else like a like ingress um, yeah like i don't know house point competition style thing
0: Uh, that's the one that, that, that i just think is baffling is like why this is not leaning into the house rivalry thing or even or even like
1: order versus death eaters i I, I mean that's a little fraught but it's like so tons of harry potter fans want to want to have the cool death eater masks and and like dueling the the two teams like the two teams the good guys versus the bad guys like and this is just not this is so it's so complex and confusing and i don't there's nothing very appealing to me about the story or what's happening
0: which I, I the story i think is meant to be i could be wrong but i think they have said that it is like meant to be part of the canon like this is an official like harry potter lore thing which is very funny um so yeah i i think this thing you know i i, I dead on arrival is probably dramatic like three hundred thousand dollars is is still a lot of money but I do, i don't think that this thing is uh going to be the success i think they might have been planning for mm-hmm. um and and i'm certainly fucking done with this thing right like i'm i i will keep it installed purely just to open every now and then but like as far as like seriously uh, uh uh like keeping up with it and and checking in like no i i it did not grab me i gave it a really good shot like i i really i really tried with it but it was just it, it alternates between being, like, really funny and baffling and just, like, <laughs> actually unfun to play. Um, But, uh, got some good content out of it. I still think the funniest thing about this whole ordeal, JK Rowling has not tweeted about it.
1: Nope. Nothing. Just not a
0: peep. Nothing. She, there's a new Harry Potter product out there uh, and she did not say a fucking word about it, which I'm so tickled by. Like, just, <laughs> just how fucking petty is she
1: yeah i don't know what's going on there
0: yeah well speaking of her twitter there's just a brief uh uh unpleasant news question mark thing uh, going around that, I, that I, I feel remiss if we didn't at least touch on uh, uh someone was posting some screenshots of some of her follows recently and she she follows a um shitty transphobic youtuber um i haven't really like dug into this on on the on the twitter or anything yet or or, or on the podcast just because like i'm actually not sure this is new because well, we've covered this before right like she, she's she follows a lot of not great uh commentators on this subject um and i'm also not 100 percent sure that twitter displays follows of other people like in chronological order it Um, sure feels
1: like it i i can't tell like it feels like it does sometimes and and there have been some posts that are very definitively saying that she has been following new Mm. uh new accounts i don't really know how that how that works um and i guess i didn't super dig into it just because it's kind of it's, i'm not saying it's not worth pointing out and and pointing out to a wider audience but at least as far as i'm concerned i'm like oh this is old news right yeah like I, of I'm course already
0: yeah like I, I, I i'm already like fully aware that she is uh, a, a turf right like like it is what it is uh um but i i i, I don't want to uh, delve in uh, to it t- in too much detail just because hey this is episode 69 uh, uh no bummers no bummer alert uh right. on, on this on this episode but just wanted to, uh, uh, you know, make it known that we we saw that and are aware of it. But uh, all I have to say about it is,
1: yeah, that's uh, why she's not allowed on the show.
0: Yeah, if, uh, if you're ever, uh, if you're you're ever like, rolling? hey,
1: why why is how why is J.K. Rowling not been on the Shrieking Chat? <laughs> um, and it's like we don't let Turks on the show, so. <laughs>
0: Oh, we should i would love 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 you know because she she's done you know those like fan interviews and stuff before (laughs) i would love to like campaign for like years to get her on the show finally get an email from her or her rep or something and just be like actually no
1: oh actually (laughs) bad news we we just got some breaking news uh uh no turfs on the show so so sorry about that (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah so so yeah just uh take taking the opportunity to reaffirm our uh no turfs on the show stance but um uh yeah she is not she is not welcome to be interviewed uh let's get into something much more fun let's talk about a snape chapter
1: okay <laughs> this is chapter 24 occlumency we, we we start off and we're still at the at grimold place after christmas uh, and we have a brief scene uh, and creature has has apparently been been kind of rummaging around upstairs and is is trying to salvage some some artifacts um from the black family uh, and Sirius kind of catches him and tells him, you know, get back in your in your cave house thing um <laughs> and, but creature seems awfully awfully pleased with himself and harry is a little uneasy about that uh sirius is starting to get depressed because they have to leave soon uh, to go back to school and he had such a good time over christmas uh, and he and he's just like pretty bummed out that that they're gonna have to be leaving uh harry has a meeting with snape molly weasley comes in and says snape wants to see you and harry is harry is shocked uh, so he goes into the kitchen and Sirius and Snape are, are sitting across the table from each other. Um, clearly, they hate each other. Snape tells Harry, you need to take occlumency lessons with me. Dumbledore told me that we have to do that. I don't want to. Snape and Sirius get into a fight. Um, and and kind of relevant to Harry as far as that fight goes is that Snape is... Um, Telling Sirius that Harry's just like his like his father, and Sirius agrees. Uh, but they're kind of saying different different things there. Uh, they the Snape and Sirius are going to pull their wands on each other, um, but nice. they're fa- nice. Uh, their fight is interrupted uh, because the Weasleys are are returning, and they kind of walk in walk into the room and are like, "Oh, what's going on?" So so Snape leaves. Uh, Harry gets a. Bad feeling about him and Sirius parting after Christmas. Uh, Christmas vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, Sirius gives Harry a gift, um, and Harry doesn't open it yet. But says, "You know, if Snape's giving you a hard time, uh, get in contact." with to with me with this and i'll i'll help you out and in that moment harry um is like i you know he knows that he's never going to use it because he doesn't want to put sirius at risk uh, and sirius will absolutely you know leave and and get himself in trouble uh all the kids uh take the night bus back to hogwarts uh tonks is there um we see stan Shunpike again very briefly uh, upon his uh return to Hogwarts, uh, there are a bunch of, like, uh, DA members that are asking Harry, like, oh, when's the next meeting? When's the next meeting? Um, until finally, uh, Cho walks up and he's like, oh, you're wondering when the next meeting is. But really, Cho's hoping that Harry is going to ask 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 her out uh, on Valentine's Day uh, to Hogsmeade. So Harry does that. And it's, like, kind of awkward, but they they have a date set up. That evening, Harry goes to his Occlumency class with Snape, um, and they kind of talk. Harry asks him some questions um, about why they need to be doing this. He doesn't think that he was possessed, and and Snape is pretty like cagey about it, but uh, says that you know Voldemort's breaking into Harry's mind, and they have some kind of mysterious connection, um, and 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 Voldemort's always been able to. Uh, to read minds. Um, and that he's become aware of of Harry and his connection. Uh, and so Dumbledore thinks it's best to, to cut that connection. Uh, we go through, Snape, they practice occlumency a few times. Snape is kind of looking through his memories and things. Um, and while he's doing that, Harry s- goes through and it basically puts these pieces together where he sees... Um, Arthur Weasley in the mysterious corridor and realizes that that was the corridor that he's been seeing in his dreams. And he kind of puts it all together and says Voldemort is after a weapon in the Department of Mysteries. He asks Snape about it. Snape gets really weird and is like, why are you asking me that? Um, And then just like brushes it away. He's like, don't don't mess with stuff that you don't know about. Um, Practice occlumency uh, before bed at night. Harry goes and tells Ron and Hermione uh, that he, he thinks the weapon is being stored at the Department of Mysteries. Uh, we get a brief scene of Fred and George who have in, have, have a new invention. Um, and right at the end of the chapter, uh, Harry has a, a brief kind of vision or I guess like more like a sense uh, that he can feel what Voldemort is feeling. And in that moment, Voldemort is very, very happy. The happiest he's been in 14 years. And that's the end
0: oh i don't know about you but i love this chapter uh this is like such a perfect like you've mentioned before some of these chapters feel like good tv episodes (laughs) this is such a tv episode
1: it really is it's weird to me that sometimes harry potter is at its best when it's a tv episode um as far as i'm concerned this is the greatest chapter that will be in harry potter uh (laughs) so i'm not really sure what i can even say about it that this is the greatest chapter i i've have, i've have no i will not hear a word against it
0: it's really fucking good uh both both you know it's a snape chapter maybe yep. the last truly good snape chapter well, um, it's all
1: downhill from here
0: um but also just like genuinely i think that the layers of character development work uh but also um uh the way that the uh, up until this point, and honestly, you know, still in this chapter, uh, uh, kind of poorly presented mystery stuff is like finally sort of connected. Here is quite good.
1: I was really laughing at the line where Harry has to remember that Umbridge exists because in yes. that in that moment I was like, oh yeah, I forgot about her.
0: Right, right. Remember we were talking about that in the hospital chapter as well, uh-huh. like the, the Umbridge's clipboard thing. Like, yes, oh. yeah. Don't forget. Sort of, yeah, don't forget. There's this other character here. No, but the um, everything here is so good. The uh, I I love the uh there's a description uh very early on about how you know now that the the christmas is over and it's almost time for everyone to go home uh sirius is like you know realizing this and starting to get moody again and there's that description of how his like gloom is sort of like emanating out of his room Mm -hmm. into everyone else like a cloud it's it's very very good stuff uh it this chapter like opens with just such a really good sense of uh of of like mood and 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 tone here um the <laughs> the thing with creature what's going on with that again he's got the locket right that's... yeah
1: I, I think that that he has that's why he's happy um but there was a line i did want to talk about um and this is just legitimately i have no idea because i don't remember the other books but this part yeah, where yeah. um uh harry caught the house elf staring avidly at him always looking quickly away when he saw that harry had noticed i don't know what that is does he know that harry's a horcrux
0: i actually do not know uh i i that's kind of how i interpreted that but i honestly don't have like a solid answer i i i kind of made the connection between like he has he's got the the locket and like he's got like two out of seven or whatever like within his grasp right that was kind of the way i interpreted that but i'm not completely sure
1: yeah i'm not really sure either i I don't know i don't believe that creature is a voldemort supporter i i don't Mm. really i don't really remember how his stuff gets resolved or matters
0: I, i think he kind of is but only there's there's honestly some sort of fraught stuff with creature that i i vaguely remember about how like uh uh, well, he supports the he supports the bad guys because uh, none of the good guys were ever nice to him or whatever. And as soon as they're nice to him, he flip he flips. Is kind of what I remember about Creature, but I don't know how much of that is just like movie memory slash like post book discourse and how much of that is actually true. So I'm I'm curious to see how that pans out because I actually do really like him here. He's very sinister
1: he is and i think that it does it does good work for like building the mystery and making it feel very sinister i'm just like a little bit confused about what what is going on with him in in that i don't remember what it was um because i i think like maybe he's protecting the locket for regulus who who turned on fulhamort i'm not quite clear oh
0: that's true yeah because he's he's most loyal to regulus right like that's his
1: some something like that something like that um, yeah i don't know it's it's cool it's good to see some semblance of of a mystery happening in this book i
0: suppose and a a character for creature as well like that stuff is is very cool um uh but this this first encounter uh between sirius and snape here this kind of like first big argument of the the chapter and, and also the, the, the reveal. I love this showdown between the three of them so much. Um, There's, there's so much going on here in honestly a way that I think rarely happens in this book Um, or even, even in the series uh, in that we, we are getting, subtext about all three characters at once uh which is great because often in harry potter you're getting subtext about none characters at once um and and the way this conversation plays out uh, uh is so wow i'm just doing like the italian chef kiss here like it's just it's so good it's a it's a real scene it's a real it's a real real ass scene here
1: it is remarkable to me that that the character work in these books is sometimes so clumsy and non-existent. And then it can have these scenes that are such like flashes of brilliance. Like this is a real layered conversation that they're having. I I think that the, the exchange that um, that you know, Sirius is sitting there and he and he's saying like, you know, I, I I don't want Harry having these lessons with you. I'm his godfather. I I you know have authority and and deserve to be here or whatever. And then there's just this moment where um, Snape says well you you know you've noticed he's he's just like his father and sirius says like yes proudly and snape comes back with a like so you'll know insults will slide right off of him or something or criticism and criticism bounces right off him that is so deft and emotional and there's so much going on for all three characters in the room I, i i am honestly like I thought that was amazing
0: it's it's it feels like a different book almost granted like i I think serious we Sirius is doing a lot of the heavy lifting here because like as we've we've noticed you know uh, and talked about on this this podcast a lot he is like kind of the star of this book kind of unexpectedly for me mm-hmm. um, um, he's just such a, a fascinating sad character um with a lot of depth um but I, this uh it, it's funny because i i've always appreciated snape a lot as a um not deep character um i've, I've always sort of like uh enjoyed him as uh you know kind of kind of like the way we've talked about him and stuff In like like especially in like prisoner of azkaban where like you get some flashes of his history or whatever but mostly he is like we know that like harry is probably an unreliable narrator in his description of snape we know that he's kind of a haughty jerk he's kind of full of himself but he is a fun foil for the like the like parade of like good teachers in harry's life right mm-hmm. like he is he's like the fun the fun bad teacher um but here he is so much more human than he has ever been uh in in any of the rest of this series and it kind of comes out of nowhere but in a way i really appreciate. Um, And I think what makes it really click is this goes mostly unspoken, but Harry is sort of on Snape's side in this conversation, like a little bit, which is fascinating.
1: Yeah, because Harry just wants to know what's going on, right? And, And Snape is kind of the key to that in this case, yeah. Because Sirius wants Harry to stay at Grimmauld Place and just be there with him and and pretend that nothing is happening, right? Like yeah. like, like he wants that and Snape kind of has has the key to the kingdom here uh which is Dumbledore and whatever's going on and whatever Dumbledore wants. So it's like and and really like in the moment where they're both comparing Harry to his dad like that's not good coming from either of them. So it kind right. of defaults back to like Harry trying to fo- like get information out of Snape and like Snape definitely didn't, didn't need to goad serious, but he's not as clearly the bad guy in this conversation that I would have expected.
0: No, like he's being very rude. Um, and, and he's clearly got a, you know, he, he, he clearly wants to be having a much different conversation with serious, right? Like he, if he had if like both of them had their way like in any other circumstance this is like a let's take this outside conversation kind of thing Mm -hmm. um but like again much like in the early books when we were talking about how like you know snape is a jackass but he's not really wrong when he talks about how frustrated he is with harry being um you know having zero regard for any of the people trying to keep him safe uh um you know and 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 kind of thinking that he is smarter than everyone else around him uh and this is sort of like that snape coming back a little bit like Mm -hmm. the, the one who who like has harry's best interest in mind and just hates his behavior right um and and you know is is maybe uh uh unfairly coloring that opinion uh, with the opinion that he's always held of Harry's father as well. But he's also not wrong about like Harry being inattentive and arrogant and uh, um, rude, right? Like he's like, like he's, he's not wrong uh, to, to be criticizing Harry here. Um, you know, he should probably do it. And maybe a, uh, a more, um, have more of like a guiding hand but like you know he he's 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 observing some things about harry that are definitely true and that that pisses harry and sirius (laughs) off a lot which is which is very funny and then also he's not wrong about how dumb some of sirius's decisions have been you know there's the conversation they have about him going out disguised as the dog when lucius knows that he can turn into a dog right like he they're um Mm -hmm you know he's 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 he's, snape is at his best when he's like being mean but correct
1: yeah he he's he's also just like he's very entertaining to read in in just the way he speaks because that because that's just like his his manner and like when i when i think back I I I always thought he was a lot meaner than he actually is, and he is very mean. But it's almost like everything he says is just like inverted. Like instead of saying like you did a good job, he's like you didn't do a bad job.
0: Right? Yeah.
1: And in that way, he's 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 fun. He's fun. He's fun to read. I'm too he's... biased. I'm I am I am a biased agent in this chapter.
0: It, I mean, it's fair, but also I think it's true. Like he i i i do think a, a a at least my reading of snape is that a lot of it is uh, unreliable narration on harry's part because they were butting heads from the beginning um especially i think Sirius being there kind of amplifies that because they both have the same opinion of snape um but i <laughs> there's there's kind of a like playfulness to snape that i think gets lost in a lot of like the popular portrayals of him like there's the part where sirius is all up in his grill going i'm like are you calling me a coward and, and snape is just like oh yeah i guess i am like, you know, like, <laughs> like just, just very nonchalant like like you can just like imagine like looking at his nails or whatever just like oh yeah i guess so huh like he's <laughs> he's very uh uh blasé uh in 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 these conversations which i think is is you know absolutely nothing against alan rickman's uh, portrayal i think it's fantastic but it's it's uh um i, th- I think there's a, a playfulness with snape that that is apparent in the book that maybe didn't translate to the the films or like kind of the popular image of him
1: he's just not very mean or imposing in this chapter i guess i i just don't really get get that from him at all. And that'll come up more when we talk about the actual occlumency lesson where he's just like very even and really not that mean, or doesn't really even act that put upon, uh, when he's with Harry. Um, but I do want to touch on, um, before we kind of move on, uh, the, as JK Rowling is known for the world over, uh, the foreshadowing that happens in this chapter where Harry Mm. thinks about, uh, his his parting with Sirius. And if I remember correctly, this is the last time we see, or rather Harry sees Sirius in person uh before he mm-hmm. dies. I think. Yes. I'm pretty sure. I just couldn't I just couldn't believe how um unsubtle this is
0: it's very unsubtle but I think in a way that I really enjoyed, particularly because like 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 I like I was saying, like the conversation between Sirius and Snape uh is very funny because uh, Harry, not explicitly, but but like by the end of this conversation, the end of this this scene, you can tell he is sort of on Snape's side in a way because Snape's whole beef with Sirius uh, in this conversation is that he is reckless and that he is uh, exposing the Order and that he is, um, you know, he's a danger to himself and others. And then Sirius gives Harry this present and says, "Hey, you know, if you ever need to to contact me, if you ever need help." Like, like you can reach out through this thing and I'll be there. And Harry firmly tells himself, I will not use this. Like, I will not be doing that. I will not. Because I know that Sirius is going to do, you know, endanger himself if I do. So Snape got what he wanted out of this conversation, right? Like he, yeah. he did, he did impose on Harry uh, this, this criticism of Sirius that has, Harry has always been in the back of Harry's mind for sure, um, but is like now maybe solidified seeing someone else pointed out, right?
1: Yeah, it really is, and, and it's funny. Kind of you, you see him in this moment, kind of making up his mind, especially because we've had we've seen him have conversations with Hermione mostly, where Hermione is pointing out that Sirius is being reckless, and and Harry's always reacting in anger, like, oh, are you saying he's crazy? Oh, are you saying he's he's unfit? And on and on, right? And it's and it's weird, and and kind. Of interesting that it took this convers this uh, like observed argument between Sirius and someone he doesn't like in Snape to crystallize and be like, oh, Sirius is not in his right mind, right? Like he he yeah. he is going to hurt himself. Um, and I I don't I feel like I need to do a fandom call out here. <laughs> uh-huh. I. I it, I don't like I do like to do a call out for the posts. I'm just gonna do it. I'm not gonna be apologetic yeah. about this. Yeah. Everyone says they've read these books one million times. I read Harry Potter once a year. I was doing my reading of my thirtieth reading of, of Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. And yet I feel like people get so mad that Harry didn't use the mirror like that. That is always like a source of contention for people like Sirius died because he didn't use the mirror. And like, I think that that is factually true. Right. hmm. But like, did you miss the point of the, yeah. of the book? Like that. Yeah, it's all like written the entire- in there, like explicitly in the text
0: yeah he says i will not use this and has pretty clear reasons why like that's the dramatic irony of the whole situation that's the point of course like you you were you're meant to be frustrated that he didn't use it at the end or or sad or, or whatever right like like yeah i agree that's always been like one of the number one like like fan criticisms of this book which is very weird to me getting to this chapter and being like oh no this isn't not only is it entirely reasonable it is key to the story
1: right I, I it's and I think it's like as a as a criticism like and it's just one of my pet peeve criticisms too where it's like oh if i were there i would make the rational decision right, right. <laughs> and and it's and it's hard and it's hard to do that so that's kind of my pet peeve but also i cannot imagine how much less satisfying this book would be is if harry harry made this this pronouncement and been like i i will not use it i will not put serious in danger but then at the end he's like actually these circumstances are different than what i <laughs> i imagined what happened right. i'm going to use the mirror Com-
0: complaining that a story is a tragedy is a weird angle for sure like, yeah like yeah yeah it is fucked up that you never used the mirror it's sad huh I mean, it's
1: a little bit ironic it's an yeah. ironic tragedy here <laughs>
0: Uh, i will say if if i have one criticism of this of this scene it is the fact that it is cut short by all the weasleys walking in and uh they are all completely placated by sirius and snape being like no nothing going on here like (laughs) you just like walk into a room where two people are like holding guns in each other's faces like 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 spaghetti western style and you're just like oh hey guys what's going on and they're just like oh nothing uh i'm out of here peace and everyone's like okay well i'm back from the hospital we'll move on to this other conversation now
1: i guess i didn't even say that arthur was out of the hospital arthur's out of the hospital
0: it's so so minor like like it, it, it it's there so they can interrupt this this conversation true um but it's uh yeah he's out of the hospital he's all good um uh it was nice to see uh the night bus again
1: Yeah, I totally forgot that we saw it again. I don't think I have a whole lot to say about this, um, except I wanted to point out one line only. So let me find Mm. it again real quick. And it's when um, uh, Harry was talking to Stan and Stan mentions that he's been reading about Harry in the paper and it's nothing good. uh, But he's like being perfectly nice to Harry. And it says... He handed over their tickets and continued to gaze and throw at Harry. Apparently, Stan did not care how nutty somebody was if they were famous enough to be in the paper. It feels like <laughs> such a weird pointed line. Everything a, yeah. everything about celebrity and like stories in the paper. I'm just like I'm I'm side-eyeing J.K. Rowling a little bit like
0: yeah because because honestly i thought i thought stan's reaction was really nice because he he says like what, what he says like oh i i was saying to ernie like like he didn't seem like a nutcase when when he was here right he seemed great and i was like yeah that's sweet like like stan stan believes in him or whatever like i i took that as a positive until that line then i was kind of confused by it
1: yeah it's like they just they just like me because i'm famous
0: yeah that's, so it, that's, it just uh... it doesn't
1: feel like Harry voice it feels like jk rowling voice that's <laughs> <Right>. all
0: <laughs> definitely um so so before we get to the real juicy stuff in this chapter mm. we we do we do have a show scene to talk about i thought it was cute it is really cute in in a way, I mean, like Harry, Harry is so fucking dumb, <laughs> like like again, not a criticism that is his character in this uh in this situation, but like, oh my God, he is stupid uh the I think my favorite aspect of it is the fact that like so he assumes he assumes that Cho is gonna ask about the d a thing already pretty dumb to for him to assume that that's what she's there for, uh then she interjects and basically asks him out in reverse right like like she gives she she behaves like he has asked her out Mm -hmm. uh because she brings up the hogsmeat thing and he's responding to it then she thinks she interprets his like confusion as disinterest and walks away then he runs up to her and does ask her out formally uh, and she's excited about it and then there's a line afterwards where it says uh it's like even even successfully asking out cho chang you know like the glow from that didn't last forever or whatever and i was just thinking harry you did not successfully ask cho <laughs> chang out you you bung- you managed to catch the worst football fumble you've ever experienced like, like she asked him out at first like he just him kind of like internally taking credit for this like oh i did a smooth move thing there i thought that was very cute and, it is very
1: cute um i i don't know why he's so put upon by people asking him when the da is meeting um <laughs> yeah it but it, but it is very funny he's such a yeah. dark
0: thinking about that in conjunction with like the other thing this book wants us to believe about like oh he's just such a natural teacher and then like everyone's asking like hey when are you gonna teach us stuff he's like i don't know fuck off (laughs) i
1: have remedial potions
0: tonight i gotta go to stupid potions class oh but let's get into it let's get into this this uh the, the the perfect snape scene
1: I love Snape so much. Um the, like rocks. this has been easily the most interesting that magic has ever been. Again, very biased of me but the way <laughs> snape talks about the magic of occlumency is so funny there's a part where harry asks him like oh so voldemort can read minds and he, he said what does he say um you have no subtlety you do not understand fine distinctions snape what does that mean <laughs> <laughs> i love him so much. he
0: is snape could you imagine how fucking good like snape's yelp reviews would be <laughs> like like he he has perfect asshole commenter voice he would be the worst youtube comments guy in the world like uh, and i love it like he is so every like like it's funny because harry is being combative Mm -hmm. um and snape is being uh uh standoffish but he is teaching him and harry (laughs) just doesn't isn't like getting it. Um, but, but Snape just taking every opportunity to just Lord it over Harry uh, that he is, that he has to teach him this stuff is very funny to me.
1: It just feels like every exchange they have about the material they're working on is like <laughs> Harry saying something like, Oh, so you can re- read minds and Snape being like, no, he can look at your thoughts. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's no. Oh God. God. It, it, honestly, I see myself in Snape a little bit. Snape is like S- <laughs> S- Snape. Snape is like me talking about a band I like, or a, or like a like a like a show or movie or whatever. Like like if someone asks me out, like like hey, uh, uh, is 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 Evangelion a good anime? I'd be like, you have no subtlety. You you cannot <laughs> possibly comprehend my. If you're like ah, oh, hey, it's Radiohead, a good band. I'm like you don't even fucking understand. I'm like ah, like just he is that he is that guy uh and it's but he's doing it to like a 15 year old kid over like mind reading right And, and it's like
1: harry is getting all riled up he's get he's get like but snape is doing nothing he's just like completely even very calm i i I think that my memory and this might be combination movie and fan fiction poisoning but i was expecting this to be like way more adversarial and i was expecting Mm -hmm. snape to be like just like a miserable horrible person don't get me wrong was looking forward to that but he really isn't like he's just like being pretty normal and even keeled throughout this whole scene
0: yeah it's it's funny i i i I, I, I read this stuff as being like through harry's lens Mm -hmm. when it says stuff like snape said dangerously which happens a few times in this chapter (laughs) and i don't know what that means because he's like what does he mean dangerously (laughs) like like he's a teacher what's he like (laughs) like harry has been in close proximity with teachers who are way more uh uh, cruel and and hands-on you know like fake moody or whatever um uh than snape who is just sort of being a, a condescending prick at worst here like like um
1: yeah he, he's being annoying at best
0: <laughs> yeah i mean like i i definitely get the feeling like much like much like uh uh in prisoner Basketball how you know snape uh you know ran uh three three floors so he could uh, uh vamp in the uh staff room when lupin got there um is snape had all this like rehearsed his, like his, his big spiel about like the difference between mind reading and uh, legitimacy or whatever, which like you say, is basically him saying, like, no, he can't read minds. He reads thoughts. <laughs> like his, his, It just feels like he was waiting for a chance to say that stuff. Uh, his, um, actually, there's a part that I really would love to get your opinion on, which is uh, I noticed doing some research in this. this is a really common um, debate. Is what was Snape getting at when he asked who the dog belonged to in Harry's memory? A lot of people are are torn. I, I, I see this argument a lot about like is this him mocking Harry for that, or is that him attempting to like you know just talk to Harry?
1: Let me refresh my memory here at that at that part, um, uh, because it comes up a lot in fan fiction and things and I obviously read it in the book this week but I just want to make sure that I know exactly they talk a lot there are many pages of this there's a
0: lot of Snape dialogue here it's great
1: well as I'm flipping for that I also want to say as far as magic being interesting in this um, I want to hear more about um, him saying very offhandedly time and space matter in magic (laughs) yes tell me more please
0: yeah please please tell me more about this also i uh i am so uh, not not frustrated with this chapter but frustrated with like like where things went from here because i love similar to divination the the way magic is talked about in this as being kind of like mysterious and and intangible and like impossible to like fully pin down I love that stuff and it is so funny specifically to hear to read that about um legilimency and occlumency in this chapter and then think forward to how uh uh Queenie is portrayed as a legilimens in the Fantastic Beast movies where it is just literal like oh gee I can read oh you want a hot dog my butthole like ooh, ah like just like really like like just she can read literal thoughts like like what? <laughs> What's what? What happened there?
1: Yeah, I really enjoy when this these books do it, and I think this might be the only time that it's done when it isn't Trelawney. Um, and it is a kind of a trick that I think the book should play with more, which is when a character that is clearly very competent at magic says something offhandedly like it's just like common sense about mm-hmm. magic that they clearly understand but that makes no sense because magic shouldn't right. make sense right like that I think that's yeah. a really fun thing and I like to see a character that isn't Trelawney do that right cuz Snape is clearly like good at magic right and and to say yes. something like that like it's just the most obvious thing in the world but that we have no context on whatsoever is is very <laughs> funny um so I did find the um the uh dog scene and i i would love 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 to read a lot into this line but if i have to be honest with myself i think that he's just demonstrating to harry that he saw his thoughts
0: yeah yeah i i actually think that's a a, a perfectly uh reasonable read of it is because Harry, we know Harry saw those things, but I think that's the the first clue that we get that Snape can see them as as vividly, right?
1: Right, and I think he just picked. I don't. I don't think there's any anything really behind it. Um,
0: yeah, yeah, that makes sense.
1: I think that my like again, there's so much good character work in this chapter, which again just it kills me. I don't know why she can't do this all the time. I don't know I don't know why the character work is so bad so much of the time. Um, and this is so basic, but I really liked it a lot and it's when uh, Snape goes on this uh, this epic rant um, that's clearly about himself right like like this is like the clearest moment where we really get a window into what snape is like and what and like what he thinks and what motivates him and it's when um uh he's telling harry to uh, like like get rid of his emotions or whatever and Harry says like he can't it's too hard and Snape comes back with then you'll find yourself easy prey for the dark lord fools who wear their hearts proudly on their sleeves and cannot control their emotions who wallow in sad memories and allow themselves to be provoked easily weak people in other words they stand no chance against his powers uh, he will penetrate your mind with absurd ease um, and that's like at the moment where Snape is, is clearly talking about himself which will be demonstrated later when we see his his memories that he's left in his and is pensive there
0: yeah which is uh, that is such a good monologue mm-hmm. uh and i almost wish that that was all we got like that that really is enough for me and, and maybe i'm only saying that because i know that the excruciating detail that we get in half of prince <sighs> on this stuff is terrible um but if but if that was all we had was was that that speech that is clearly about himself uh but sort of addressed to no one in particular i i think it would i think it would carry it i think it would carry his story
1: yeah i think where it really trips up a lot is especially like i i am even okay that the story like gestures at him being like bullied or something like that creates a pretty clear picture of a character i think where this these books like really trip themselves up is is i do not i will it'll never be as fun to have an objective account in a in a magic memory pool of what happened (laughs) as much as it is to like wonder at what could have happened and hearing conflicting accounts from different people who were there right like i just i I i am not looking forward to seeing snape's worst memory i think in this book right
0: i think that is in this book yeah i get it <laughs> yeah I, I i i yeah like i said i i think this is enough and i'm also um uh and granted i don't know if this is a criticism so much as an observation but i um i think it's interesting that we had all this like serious and snape stuff happening here without harry harry has never asked serious about like you know, hey, that stuff Snape said about uh, you guys trying to trick him into getting mauled by a werewolf—is that actually what happened? Well, like, he's never—he's never really asked serious about that. We've never gotten a, another account of that—that that story. Um, and I just find—I find the sort of like nebulous schoolboy rivalry stuff so much better if it is left that way. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than like you say like like you know magic magic objective memory stuff um uh i i i'm i'm disappointed that we didn't get like more um uh like talk about what snape was like as a teen maybe from serious right like
1: So I think we do get that scene. I think that I'm wrong about this being Harry, because now, of course, I'm just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I'm pretty sure that Harry sees the memory, and then he goes and talks to Sirius about
0: it. Oh, interesting. Okay, maybe like a fireplace scene or something? I can't actually... Hmm.
1: Yes. Yeah, because I fl- I flipped ahead and found it actually. I'm I'm oh. che- I'm, che- I'm <laughs> right. cheating All a right. little bit. Um,
0: Got it. He Got it. he
1: confronts Lupin and serious about it.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So I am I'm gonna look forward to that then because I, I like I like hearing this stuff from characters so much more than getting an objective. Uh,
1: yeah, and I think I think it, I I still will say it's a bummer that he had to see a film reel to go yeah. and ask about it cuz i i think that stuff is a lot more fun when it's a little bit ambiguous and to have harry yeah. um like put it together after kind of um having serious exhibit is kind of fall from grace in harry's eyes and then oh. having harry kind of re- reevaluate the stuff that he knows i think would be a lot more interesting than him like stumbling into a movie about right. that happening
0: yeah 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 i also i've always wondered i i've always wondered like just the the way harry is always just so primed to like argue with snape and and like like uh uh, undercut him on stuff i've always wondered i mean like i'm sure the answer you know this is an unknowable question um because it's you know it's not the way the story is written but like i've always been fascinated by the idea of like what would happen if like harry just like took a deep breath with Snape <laughs> and, and was like, you know what? We got off on the wrong foot. Like, like, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I'll try my best in potions from now on. Like, like, would it be possible for him to like repair that relationship? Or is this just, would Snape not allow that? Right. Cause it, it's, it, there, there's so many glimpses in this, this scene of like Snape not being the worst person. I mean, like, like, you know, he does, in his own way compliment Harry on his implementy ability. He's like, oh but you didn't you're you're doing better than most people would be doing for a first lesson at one point, right? Yeah, I was I mean, shocked by that.
1: A, I was I was not yeah. expecting that.
0: Yeah, he you know he does it in a kind of backhanded way, but like it feels like the door is maybe a little bit ajar there. Um but you know it's kind of the kind of thing you just you never
1: yeah, he, do- he doesn't seem like he's being like pointedly mean. He's probably just an annoying person to know. Like, he's just like must be just right. a very frustrating person to talk to. Uh, but it's much yeah. more in that realm than him being mean to Harry specifically.
0: I always just think about like his relationship with McGonagall, which is clearly more frenemy than anything. <laughs> um, But yeah, I, uh, I, I, um, I love this. I love this scene. Um, yeah, I I think my last thing I wanted to touch on, my last comment here, is that for as good as the scene is, and how I I do appreciate how the mystery does come together, I do think it's really funny that it took this for Harry to re- make the connection between the two hallways. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so stupid. How ma- we've we've gotten the the dream multiple times and. He knew that um, uh, he was seeing that corridor when he saw the snake vision. So him like only just now putting it together is very funny to me.
1: I love that the entire very cool spy mission that's happening right now is all revolving around guarding one hallway uh, and Harry managed to figure it out, confront Snape about it and he just like freezes and is like I don't know.
0: Yes, yeah, Snape is just like, <laughs> which also like it is a it it is not this is clearly not like wizard black ops site <laughs> because uh like ron, ron oh ron has like a moment in this chapter where he like fulfills his role from the earlier books where he's like the magic stuff knower where like harry asks him what do you know about the department of mysteries he's like oh i know the guys there are the unspeakables but that's about it um but it's like th- this isn't like a top secret black site it's a room in the in the main office that everyone knows about we just don't really know what's going on in there all the time which is really anticlimactic kind of
1: yeah i i think that having this all converge and be like about a prophecy in a like a weird office that has like brains in a tank it's it's not it's not very good it's really boring um but there is like just a i i'm routinely very tickled by the the comedy of this being the worst spy mission from both <laughs> the sides ultimate, like the
0: ultimate mystery the
1: good guys and the bad guys and they've just got this one hallway they have to guard um and it's not going well right. for anyone <laughs>
0: no oh well i tried sending the snake in and that didn't work we tried like imperiousing a guy and that didn't work oh fuck they put a weasley in front of it oh god damn it like i hate it when they put a guy in front of the door i I can't open the door if there's someone in front of it fuck
1: (laughs) and then like harry is like the one person they want to keep from knowing about it and he asks the master spy master snape What's in the Department of Mysteries? And Snape just says, "Why?
0: What's up? Yeah, he's just—he's just like, ah, yeah, what?
1: Why? What are you talking about?
0: The what? What's up? Yeah, he's very. There, there's honestly, there's another. Uh, the the fact that it, it says it devotes a lot of attention to the fact that this is really rattled Snape too that i find really funny because like snape is like (sighs) again like the 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 collective like pop culture understanding of snape is like he's this like unshakable (laughs) uh you know badass mysterious quiet guy Mm -hmm. uh but we've like he just like started blushing and got flustered when a 15 year old asked him what was behind a door it's just like
1: the government building
0: (laughs) and and I'm also remembering like the end of uh, uh, Prisoner of Azkaban where he thought he was going to get a shiny medal and didn't and flip the fuck out like he is is a weird dude uh, and I kind of love that
1: it's like asking the head of the CIA what's in the Oval Office
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah he's he and 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 him just being like i don't know like why what's why, up? Why, why do you want
1: to know I, I got
0: i gotta go <laughs> gotta go oh I left left my oven on oh i left the potion brewing in the other room gotta gotta move hold on can't hear you bubbling too loud
1: <laughs> oh, i love snape so much um we also get he's we, we get a clue that i didn't mention because i don't really remember how it culminates uh, but snape is really upset throughout the whole thing because harry keeps calling voldemort by his name. And he yes. does say at one point, um, Dumbledore can say Voldemort's name because he's very powerful. Yeah, and I right, think yeah. that it turns out that like when you say Voldemort's name, he knows about it or some or yes, something. It's the,
0: it's the taboo. It's the dumbest thing in the books, maybe in my opinion. The, the the taboo. It's a magical taboo. Or if you say it, he he finds out. He's like the
1: yeah he's it's, like the boogeyman it, I mean, it's kind of like you know when you say like if your ears are ringing it means someone's talking about you is that what happens to voldemort does his ears ring he's like, <laughs> someone's fucking talking about me
0: my my ears are burning worm tail now <laughs> ah, that that little that little twerp harry potter has said my name again it's very funny he thinks i can't hear it but i can I can also see through his eyes while he's jacking off. I don't
1: know how that helps Voldemort. <laughs> <laughs> Either of those
0: things. <laughs> oh, oh, he's still at Hogwarts. Still, yep, yeah, still at Hogwarts. Still at Hogwarts uh, saying uh, also... my
1: name over and over again to all of his little yeah. friends.
0: <laughs> to all of his little friends? Oh, and he's still jacking off all the time.
1: Need to get into that damn hallway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: what if... <laughs> Just, it was like like Harry's having the, the hallway dream and, and Voldemort's like, like, yes! Yes, I'm going to get through the hallway this time! <laughs> <laughs> and then like Harry wakes up and starts jerking it and he's like, no! No! Fuck! Go back! Go back to sleep! Oh, you're so close to the door!
1: Is there, is there a reason he can't just walk in?
0: Uh, it, uh well, well, so uh bode tried uh and got cursed yeah but who the hell somehow? is bode <laughs> yeah I, yeah could voldemort not just like take some polyjuice potion and like be like uh oh, i'm uh it's me i'm
1: i'm, I'm Bode. <laughs>
0: I'm bode. <laughs> hello it's me bode <laughs> i gotta get into this hallway uh, it's uh, it's about seven o'clock I hope Harry's not going to jerk it, otherwise I'm going to have a real problem in here.
1: <laughs> this story yeah, doesn't I, make the, any sense.
0: Yeah, the mechanics of this part of the mystery are really uh, confusing, but it, I, I do, I will say, like, just as like purely in like the the pace and the narrative here. I do like how it all comes together. It's just if you stop and think about like what Harry is piecing together here, that like, oh, th- these two hallways is the same is really funny
1: yeah are they very distinctive hallways
0: yeah like they're they're long corridors with big wooden doors i just feel like i mean i guess he's at hogwarts so There's probably a lot of those but i he went to the ministry i feel like he should sort of like you know recognize the ministry decor right like
1: i wish it was a weapon
0: yeah i was kind of thinking about that like on the one hand the way they talk about the weapon is so it it has like the ring of like a macguffin in a in like a sci-fi movie it's very Um, dorky for sure but it but it but like that's what harry potter should be right like is is kind of dorky yeah it's like fun Um, when he
1: wants the philosopher's stone so he can live forever and have a you know for a reign of terror for the rest of time like that stuff is fun
0: I want a little orb to tell me that my opinions are correct. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I, I guess we'll get there because I, I actually don't fully remember like what the, what the prophecy does or, or is, um, but I, I don't remember it being actually all that important.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of boring. And it's also um, has the weird... Uh, effect of kind of telling you what you already know about the story like i I think it's one of those sorts of things where it's like i understand why the characters think this is new information but since it basically is like it's like the prophecy is saying it's harry versus voldemort and you're having the experience of of reading novels that are about harry versus voldemort it just feels a little bit like they're just telling you what you already are kind of on board with as a reader of novels
0: now is this me getting shit mixed up or is it not even dumber and that it's purely there to set up a gotcha twist regarding neville
1: no it's it's not because um i i'm racking my brains here
0: I I could have sworn that this and and this could 100% just me like conflating fan theories I remember with the actual story but I thought that there was like a there's like a reveal that's like like oh it, like like the, the technically the prophesized boy wizard was neville or whatever but i i I honestly don't remember no
1: so i think the way it works is that uh voldemort had the first half of the prophecy which is that um like a boy that's born at the end of july like blah 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 is going to be your downfall but he didn't have the like last half of it um but i think that was the reason that he tortured or had neville's parents tortured like he was trying to figure out which of them it was
0: Oh. Okay. And then it turned okay, and then so it I, was
1: like turned out to be Harry. And then he gets the last half, it. which is that he has to kill Harry, or Harry will kill oh, okay.
0: him. <clears throat> okay. That yeah, that makes sense. I, I knew that Neville was involved. Mm-hmm. to re- remember that Neville was involved somehow. Because there's also the increased focus on Neville and his like family situation in this book yeah, as well. Yeah,
1: I, I could be a little spotty um, on the specifics, but I thought it was something like that. Yeah, no, that
0: sounds that sounds right. Well, what a chapter uh i thought that was a fantastic one uh snape demands to be called sir that's another uh uh, powerful moment in this in this nice um but yeah no I, I i thoroughly enjoyed this one i think this is probably my favorite chapter in the book so far uh quite earnestly what what about you
1: it's probably gonna be my favorite chapter in all of the books
0: in the whole series is <laughs> uh it would be very funny if if episode 69 was like just like the high point generally for our opinion on the series like i'm sure there's gonna be other good chapters but like i don't this know is about that definitely eh, this is definitely <laughs> a high point yes for sure yes it is Alright. Uh well do you have anything else on this one or shall we take a break and get ready for uh some episode 69 festivities?
1: I- I'm ready to get on with the festivities.
0: Alright. Uh we will catch you after the break. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Welcome to a very nice episode of the Shrieking Shack. <laughs> We have been sitting on some stuff for a long time, holding on to it for the right episode. And this is perhaps the rightest possible episode for this content. <laughs> this is maybe skipping ahead a little bit, kind of cheating, um, uh, because this is primarily discussing content related to the Deathly Hallows. But it's sort of been a running gag uh in our like behind the scenes discussions about the show for a long time and i'm Mm -hmm. very excited to get into it what do you remember about the deathly hallows movie you you saw the first one right i saw
1: part one and obviously i am overtaken um mostly by tears at dobby's untimely demise right there at the (laughs) end and and it was at that moment where i said i will i will not continue watching i will not watch deathly hallows part two if dobby is not going to be there i'm not interested
0: a very a very fair assessment um uh, and you're not missing much you have last to take movie. a stand yeah absolutely
1: you have to stand up for your principles and and it was a tough choice to make um and you know I, I had to kind of follow my heart on that one um but the thing that really was tough is that like i was like wow deathly hallows part one what great acting I'm, I'm a big, big fan. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I'm such a, you know, I love the theater and there's nothing that um can move your heart quite like a good acting performance.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, uh, Daniel Radcliffe had to act against a tennis ball or whatever to film that Dobby scene. I think he does a good job. Yeah. But uh, there's another scene in the Deathly Hallows that uh, has caught the attention of... um. Uh, uh, connoisseurs of, of the theater
1: <laughs> like uh, us
0: like us and, and and the good people of of Reddit and other websites. I am talking, of course, about the uh uh the Bellatrix Lestrange <laughs> and Hermione Granger torture scene.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh, what a what a stunning, a brilliant display of of acting. Um I assume that it won awards, um, Best Actresses Ever Award, well, right? Well
0: well, you see, that's that's the that's the injustice. That's the core injustice of this. Oh um. um is that According to I, – I don't know whether this is true, uh, like, you know, if this is from, like, the commentaries or on the DVDs or something, or if this is just absolute horseshit, but it is a very common claim uh, in, in the fandom that uh, there is a much longer cut of this scene in, in a version of the movie that was screened for critics – or, uh, excuse me, not for critics, but for, um, you know, like the ratings board and then, like, test screenings and stuff that was uh much longer and even more uh intense (laughs) now for those of you who don't remember or have not seen the movie uh what this torture scene amounts to is uh is is helena bonham carter uh pinning emma watson against the wall and getting up in her face uh, and saying we're going to have a talk girl to girl Uh, and then we cut away from that, we hear some screaming, and then we cut back to her her kind of, like, pinning Hermione to the floor, (laughs) like, uh, uh, like, very, um, not, uh, (laughs) I was about to say, it's, like, uh, uh, very, very, uh, uh, threateningly, but actually, I don't know if it looks all that threatening, really.
1: It's, um, I I mean, it really goes to show how good the acting is, because it's just, it's very, um intimate it it, it has the viewer having a sort of awakening about how good (laughs) acting can be that maybe you wouldn't have known uh before watching that
0: yes so this has sort of become uh a fandom slash reddit apocrypha uh (laughs) that there is a that there's an extended cut of this very well-acted scene uh, mm-hmm. between these two actresses mm-hmm. uh that's just really intense and uh and and people want want to know would or,
1: surely be rated r if it were in the theater for yeah. the sheer intensity <laughs> of the situation
0: <laughs> i'm just going to read some posts uh Please. this one is called request interviews behind the scenes regarding herini slash bellatrix I've been looking for comments from Emma and Helena about the scene in DH one where Bellatrix is torching Hermione. I personally found it beautifully played, but have (laughs) been wondering how the actresses felt about it or any comments they had on it. I haven't been able to find anything as of yet. I figured you all could give me a hand if you're not busy. Smiley face. Thanks in advance
1: yeah because it's like you know you watch two actresses and they're giving us like the greatest um acting performance of their life but you want to know it's like you know how that feels as a viewer but like how did it feel for them yeah to be to do such good acting
0: <laughs> there's uh there's one comment on this post not sure where to find it but i read slash heard somewhere that the scene was so intense to film that helped <laughs> that uh helena went to speak to emma straight after they finished the scene to check that they were still okay with each other mm. this is a running theme uh in in these there's another post here does anyone know where to find the cut scenes from when bellatrix tortured hermione uh someone links to the youtube version of us the normal scene the op replies thanks but i think there were scenes that were cut to avoid it being rated r any idea if that's correct uh and uh someone replies yeah they filmed a ton more between emma and helena but i don't think it'll be ever be released to which the op says that's a damn shame and i agree what a damn shame
1: Uh, well yeah because you just want to see more of that really good acting i i think that a really funny part of this um other than the love of love of the stage um is that everyone acts like like the the snippet that they filmed way more than made it into the movie is given this weird amount of weight like did they do they realize how much is filmed for a movie
0: yeah like i doubt anything was cut for ratings i think they probably just like spent a day shooting this scene and then cut together the best stuff what was needed for the movie right here's another one extended bellatrix slash hermione torture scene does anyone know where i can find the uncut bellatrix (laughs) slash hermione torture scene thanks all right here's another one uh bellatrix and hermione having a moment and it is a tumblr gif of them uh, holding each other in what i assume is like a post filming situation i actually don't know where the hell this comes from uh this moment shows me just how good an actress helena bonham carter is
1: yes uh
0: uh when she's on her bellatrix face is so frightening insane and evil but here she just looks like a nice lady this stuff is so funny like this is maybe my favorite just like weird uh 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 subreddit lore thing because apart from one post which i will i will find um uh and and uh bring up here uh there is a real innocence to this that i find very charming is this i can't <laughs> I, I can never tell is this people who know what it is that they like about this scene and are sheepish about admitting it <laughs> or is this people who don't know and are on like the verge of some sort of epiphany
1: maybe maybe on the verge of some sort of <laughs> sort of awakening of some <laughs> kind
0: yeah this is maybe my favorite one of these hi i am currently rereading harry potter and the deathly house the first time since it has come out i've seen the movie a few times and i just wanted to share my opinions on hermione's torture scene oh good in the movie i was horrified emma and helena both did amazing in that scene the acting of both these actresses showed in that scene is truly commendable when i was reading the book i was surprised at the little differences a few examples ron is thrashing about screaming picturing ron screaming that way for hermione made me super emotional it's abundantly clear that ron loves hermione and the thought of her hurt is killing him in the movie he's relatively calm which i don't think is true uh he's just far away in the movie <laughs> Another example is the chandelier. In the book, Bellatrix just drops Hermione to the ground, causing the chandelier to fall over her. While I picture when I picture this, I picture a super bloody scene. Because Draco screamed and covers his face to shield it from all the broken glass. Mm. Picturing what I imagine to be a giant chandelier falling on Hermione is once again horrifying. She would have been covered in glass
1: she would have been killed
0: oh she'd be fucking dead (laughs) the scene in the movie was fantastic don't get me wrong but reading that scene again for the first time in years made me contemplate how that scene could have been much scarier i am assuming they had to tone it down in order to avoid an r rating seeing how most (laughs) of the fans are teenagers and children but i do wish the already intense scene could have been as intense as it was in the book beautiful Uh, the scene in the movie it's comments here the scene in the movie was longer than the first cut but they had to tone it down or the movie would have been rated r uh the torture scene in the film is probably my favorite edition not directly from the books uh uh there's so many good fucking comments here i think i read somewhere that the scene with bella and hermione was a lot longer that emma's screams were even worse but they didn't want to scare the audience with too much of it (laughs) everyone look everyone please more than ever i'm begging people to read another book there's if you want this it's out there you can find it it's it's all over the place you can you can
1: it's you- the scene i'm trying to remember it because it made almost no impact on me because i i'm apparently not such a patron of the arts as all of these you not all, you're, all yeah, these don't appreciate the theater
0: as much as, as these people do
1: the thing about Helena Bonham Carter is she plays the same character in every single movie, so I'm just like, oh, it's it's the it's the it's Sweeney Todd again, Sweeney <laughs> Todd's wife again. She's yeah, torturing I, Hermione.
0: Yeah, I mean the thing is in the movie is that you really don't see anything, and I think that might be what all these people are getting at uh, is they they like they would like to see some more of that great acting,
1: right? Um, of, yeah,
0: of Bellatrix straddling Hermione, uh, uh, but um it's the main thing i always think whenever i like like catch up on this like here i'm just gonna find the post again that has the link to the youtube uh version because there are also some excellent comments on those the thing that always strikes me is that it's barely in the movie you see you see her approach hermione mm-hmm then we cut to like Ron and Harry in like a completely <laughs> different part of the mansion. Mm-hmm. And you can like faintly hear Hermione screaming. And then we just cut back to the aftermath with uh with Bellatrix like sitting on her. And that's it. It's very short. It is like 40 seconds. Like, uh, it's-
1: well, you see, they filmed more than that, uh, but it got cut because if they had left it in, it would have <laughs> been rated R. <laughs>
0: it would have been rated r i feel like Uh, i heard that somewhere well so here is a quote on the youtube channel which i i i I do not think i do not know if this is true i guess after um uh uh uh, we found out that the uh uh 50 shades joke from from jk was real anything is possible uh david yates the first time we did it i did yell cut emma said you cut too early she was getting to this intense point and i said well it was getting scary (laughs) And she said, no, 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 no. Let me try it. Let me try it. There were one or two moments that were really powerful where Emma was just able to let go a little bit and forget for a moment that she was acting. And the screams were quite horrible to listen to. It was a very odd energy in the room. She was kind of exploring and exercising demons and serving the scene doing that. I felt in that moment and in that day in that room, she sort of <laughs> crossed the line as an actress. She discovered something within herself that will make her a great actor. David! David!
1: I'm, david I'm, is I'm, horny hi- i'm hiding under my desk that's the worst thing i've ever heard
0: david is horny too <laughs> <laughs> it's mr yates settle down sir
1: oh no uh it does have an odd energy
0: there's an odd energy in this room Ooh, i wonder it's so good all the comments uh on this youtube oh man i wish they showed the full scene like an extended director's cut or something because it's extremely vivid and horrifying <laughs> Emma acting is amazing mm. this is my favorite scene out of the whole series
1: huh Might we, maybe explore that a little bit
0: <laughs> <sighs> they are just stunning i really want to see the deleted scene this is already superb though <laughs> yeah it is uh this is an endless font of content if you if you are ever curious into to look into this for yourselves uh just look up like bellatrix hermione torture go on youtube go on reddit it's all over the place it is very funny and it's 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 i think it's adorable reading all of these people on the (laughs) verge of 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 some kind of awakening
1: (laughs) yeah an acting awakening
0: Uh, yeah the awakening uh their appreciation of of uh of of thespian uh aptitude for sure
1: yeah yeah i hope to to one day have that level of appreciation
0: (laughs) for good acting for good acting for good acting moving on but still sort of talking a little bit about bellatrix we've got one that was kind of a a recent addition to to the uh the episode 69 canon Mm. um but one that is very important the cursed child cannot be canon Mm mm-hmm uh we're gonna get a little bit you know we were talking about some character uh development subtext stuff with snape in this chapter now we're gonna get into uh our our friend voldemort a little bit here right has anyone here talked about the fact that there is no way that voldemort would ever have fathered a child and especially not with bellatrix lestrange it is absolutely impossible that delphi was his daughter
1: is this why cook cow
0: no it is okay. not actually it i has kind of the
1: same energy i
0: i had that same vibe but but now it is it is different the long-winded version what we know from canon voldemort has no ability to love or to understand love mm. voldemort becomes less human and more snake-like as he creates more horcruxes voldemort was a powerful wizard with the ability to magically achieve his goals i mean yeah <laughs> <That's the thing. laughs> that is that is the story mm-hmm. uh, Voldemort believed that he was the greatest wizard of all time Voldemort had no friends even among his followers he enjoyed using his power to demonstrate his dominance or to torture or stoke fear in others even his followers and underlings hey
1: pe- we don't know that he didn't have friends he taught Snape how to fly
0: yeah that seems a little rude to be honest maybe he did have friends he hangs out with a snake
1: he's not like a very nice friend but yeah I don't yeah, know if you yeah. can really say he had no friends
0: uh, and took pleasure in watching them squirm. Uh, and finally, Voldemort uh, intended for his Horcruxes to provide him with immortality. What this means it is highly unlikely that Voldemort would have engaged in the sexual act to create a child. <laughs> Only one rationale exists for the sexual act itself. <laughs> one, he had no ability to love Bellatrix and would not have had sex with her out of intimacy or tenderness. Two, because he was no longer fully human and was only interested in power, he likely would not have felt a need for the physical gratification of the sexual act. <laughs> <laughs> so he would not have had sex for the sake of sexual pleasure. Uh, I'm going to skip this one. I'm going to skip a sentence in this one. Cause it's, it's, uh, n- not nice. Uh, 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 but i'm just gonna skip to this part uh even though she was married she clearly lusted after voldemort she would have desired sexual contact and as such he had a sexual act with her would (laughs) have not fulfilled his desire to use the sex as a dominance display of forcing his will on someone else uh, the only way he might have had sex with Bellatrix is if he saw the cuckolding of Rudolph as Lestrange as a <laughs> desirable display of his power well why not so Yeah, why not? Uh, So let's assume the unlikely scenario that Voldemort decided that that cuckolding Rudolphus the Strange would be a desirable dominance display. Voldemort still would have never fathered a child. He was a powerful wizard. He easily could have created a jinx that could block his sperm from (laughs) contacting (laughs) Bellatrix's egg so he could have used magical birth control to prevent her from becoming pregnant. (laughs) So he could use magical birth control. Does that mean he would use magical birth control? Absolutely, he would. One, he had no love and no desire to raise slash teach a child. He hated all children, especially young crying babies, from his time <laughs> in the orphanage. Two, since Voldemort was the greatest wizard of all time and thrived on power and being considered the best, he would not he would have had no desire for a mini-me who could conceivably grow up and claim the mantle of being powerful just like my dad. And And this is the heart of my (laughs) argument. Voldemort thought his Horcruxes would give him immortality. He always planned to be around forever, so he would have had no use for an heir to carry on his lineage. He was going to carry on his own lineage forever. Voldemort would have considered it a pathetic admission of weakness to produce a child because it would have implied that he had considered the possibility that he himself might not be there and might need someone else to finish the job for him the way that Slytherin expected a future heir of Slytherin to come back and open the Chamber of Secrets." i love this post this is such a good post and we are not done because there is a truly like there's a comment in here that is maybe even better uh this is a real meeting of the minds this this Mm -hmm. post yeah uh but before we get to that one um uh there the top comment here uh is uh just fantastic one thing i always thought about was how I can never imagine him allowing himself to be in such a vulnerable position to be naked and having sex with someone. The only way I can picture it is if he used his wands to extract his semen and magically <laughs> insert it inside Bellatrix. Then there is my favorite reply of maybe all time below this. Like they extract memories but from the balls. <laughs> <sighs> Wow,
1: That's beautiful.
0: That's beautiful. Just 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 uh, just <laughs> <laughs> extracting some memories from memories <laughs> are stored in the balls. Memories are stored in the balls. Did't we did we not come up with this organically at some point too or um, however, here is a maybe equally bonkers post. Uh, here we go. I think it's a bit too presumptuous to say that Voldemort wouldn't have physical urges. Uh, he still felt pleasure, at least of the emotional sort, and had a tremendously dominant personality. <laughs> I don't think it's too much of a stretch that his body can still feel pleasure, too. And hey, here's Bellatrix, someone who is all too eager to submit to his every whim. And to that note, dominance isn't always about taking what you want, whether someone wants it or not. Sometimes it's in knowing the other party wants you to use them, to which Bellatrix would definitely apply. To quote Tina Turner, what's love got what? to do with it? Hey, just quoting Tina Turner in my, my Voldemort uh, sex fanfiction, why sometimes,
1: not? Sometimes you're writing a pretty good post, a pretty good response, and then the po- you just keep writing like <laughs> a can't... little bit too much. <laughs> uh,
0: to quote Tina Turner, what's the love got to do with it? The creation of a child does not require love, only a pair of operational reproductive systems. Voldemort was no longer quite human, but since J.K.R. has yet to detail the specifics of Voldemort's sexual urges, it shouldn't be assumed he had none. Which I, uh, I love. I can we please get JK rolling back on Twitter to talk about uh, whether whether Voldemort's dick works?
1: <laughs> I I love the OP because this is a style of post where someone goes through the motions of like acting like they're laying out a logical argument. Like here is my ironclad proof uh, about why cursed child is bad, um, but it's just all bullshit and is basically meaningless
0: <laughs> absolutely meaningless uh it is it is very good uh uh the um the amount of thought put into this is far beyond anything that went into Curse child and i don't you know i don't necessarily mean that as a as a knock against Curse child i just mean like n- they did not sit down and go like oh would voldemort would voldemort have fucked does does my ma'am does voldemort lay the pipe like like that's just like not necessary for the story right like he had a kid
1: yeah they're they're kind of sitting around in the the writer's room there i'm just assuming there's a writer's room but i think it was written by like one guy or maybe two uh but in in my in my mind there's a writer's room and they're sitting around they're like okay we have this great idea for the story and and voldemort's gonna have a daughter uh and it's and she's evil maybe and that's going to be really cool because it's like, what's better than Voldemort? It's like Voldemort's evil daughter. And then someone kind of raises their hand. is like, well, Voldemort would never have, have a kid um, for X, Y, and Z reasons. And it's like, Oh, what a bummer. Like we lost our whole story. And then like somebody at the back, like maybe an intern, like sheepishly raises their hand is like, um, what if he was cucking Rodolphus Lestrange? <laughs> and everyone's like, we're back in business.
0: Woo! We got it. Thank you. You're getting a raise. Yeah. I, uh- I also just I love this. This is one of my favorite styles of Internet posts where it just makes completely absurd or like easily uh, demonstrably wrong claims with just such beautiful confidence. My favorite (laughs) my favorite one being asserting that uh, uh, because Voldemort was very powerful and manipulative, he wouldn't want to have sex with anyone
1: yeah that tracks
0: yeah no 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 powerful people have ever wielded their influence over their followers to get sex out of it that's just unthinkable that's never happened before
1: uh, you know you can just say you don't like cursed child it doesn't have to be a logical proof
0: <laughs> <laughs> i just email this to jk rowling jk po- maybe this is why jk rowling is not on twitter anymore She's she you know she saw this post and was like oh oh fuck oh they found out that I Voldemort was going to to uh, cuck Rudolphus Lestrange oh I can never (laughs) show my face again okay uh yeah this is a classic uh a, a recent classic uh and and I'm a big fan but now uh you know we've been We've been talking about uh, uh, sex on the Harry Potter Reddit. Mm. So let's take a trip. Let's flip the script a little bit, mm. and let's close out with a with another classic talking about Harry Potter on the sex Reddit.
1: <laughs> I am not a frequenter of the sex, sex
0: Me Reddit. Me <laughs> either. I had this epi- I had this like epiphany while we were doing the initial research for the. I guess I wasn't research, we we're just fucking around, but the uh the, like when I was like first looking at all that Bellatrix stuff, I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute, what has this ever gone the other way around? Uh and and you probably will it's been a while since we we looked at this one, but it is a it is a classic post. This is uh from one year ago, my boyfriend takes roleplay way too seriously. Hmm. I love him more than anything, and we've been together for four years. Uh, we work a busy schedule, so we probably have sex once a week. He has never said no to any of my fetish requests, and it is great. He had one request for me, though, and that is role-playing. <laughs> he loves it, and after, after all he's done for me, it seems like an easy thing to do, considering he's never asked me for anything else. He just takes it so seriously that it makes me confused. It's not the typical naughty school girl type of thing. He buys me outfits and they're always from his favorite shows slash games slash films. We have so many costumes that I'll never have to buy another costume for Halloween again. For example, he got me a full Hogwarts robe to wear, and he has one too. I thought I would make him a bit slutty, so I didn't wear anything except stockings under the robe. He told me to get the shirt on and take the stockings off because what student at Hogwarts, uh, a, 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 such a prestigious school of wizardry, dresses like that? The next thing is how long and realistic it gets. Using the Harry Potter example, he was a student and he literally spent half an hour talking about the OWL exams <laughs> and how he was striving for outstanding. <sighs> it had no relevance to the sex whatsoever I tried to speed it along but he told me that a witch wouldn't act like that during her OWLs it took her an hour <laughs> of roleplay until we got to anything sexual he even does voices I came home to find a dopey <laughs> outfit once and I had to endure sex with him while hearing catchphrases from Woody I never thought I would be getting fucked by Woody shouting yeehaw giddy up partner <laughs> he wanted to do Spider-Man once so I w- was meant to be some girl he wanted to climb through the bedroom window in the middle of the night at a random time i really don't didn't want to wait all night for some mass man to climb through my window he said he wasn't going to do spider-man if he can't climb through the window so we just settled on vanilla sex it wasn't this it wasn't the same uh, at all though and it feels like he needs the role play i've told him that i can't be bothered doing it to the extent every time but after 20 minutes of role play it just wasn't enough for him and we had below average sex we've tried it without costumes but it is still not the same he watches ordinary porn too with no costumes i'm just so puzzled by it all i had a previous partner who liked role play but it was just like your tippy, typical sexy teacher not me getting fucked by chewbacca <laughs> this post fucking rules i i love it so much this guy owns uh first of all uh this guy is a hero <laughs>
1: And yeah, I'm like 50 that it's fake, right? Like this is someone's short story, definitely. Yeah. Uh, yes, probably. But it is so, it's so cute. It's such a cute story. Like it just ma- it makes you want to root for them. It's like, hey, sign up for a LARP group, a local well, a local Larping group.
0: Well, that's the thing that's funny though is is that uh the all, all of those comments are like like would you be interested in forum role play and Larping? And I think. Honestly probably not like if this is real like i i don't i don't know it seems like it's for, it, it seems like he just might be there in it for the details you know
1: good for him
0: yeah this guy rocks uh he's here if he's real he's a hero uh he read through every book again before watching all the movies he was stressing out that he needs the best grades and can have a, so he can have a good job at the ministry after we <laughs> fucking acted all angry and insane saying he's he lost time and is going to fail his owl <laughs> <laughs> he rocks he rocks uh the yeah the the part with like the woody detail uh makes me think it is it is a joke but if it is a joke uh it is a very it's a very good one and if it is not a joke uh i think this guy is a hero
1: absolutely i, I always enjoy when people tell to- tell their little stories on on reddit it's always yeah, a good time
0: it's always a good time and and i i'm just so tickled by how like they're this is not the only one But yeah, it is, uh, it is some powerful stuff.
1: Wonderful. Well, I think
0: that'll probably, uh, you know, there's so many, uh, powerful things we can, we can talk about on this hallowed 69th episode, but I think unless you have anything, uh, we should probably take it to a close.
1: Yeah, that sounds good to me.
0: All right. Our theme song is Hot McGonagall by Cheshire Moon. Huge thanks to them as always for letting us use that as our theme song. Uh, You can find them on Bandcamp, and you can find us on Patreon at Shrieking... Wait, patreon.com slash ShriekCast. I don't know why I got that backwards. Uh, We have just recorded our first kind of new format uh, long episode, uh, uh, bonus episode. Kind of more in the vein of like the early um, Satanic Panic episode, but we are reading The Mister, which is a very funny, bad book uh by el james of 50 shades of gray fame if you would like to hear that kind of uh uh, serendipitous that we read that uh to go in conjunction with episode 69 i feel
1: yeah yeah it it was not planned at all so it's a little bit of a surprise although um it's probably the least sexy book i've ever read
0: it's not very good a little Uh, teaser we also but we hey we did get a snape chapter for episode 69 so that's like the second best thing that's true that's true Um, and, uh, what are we going to read next week?
1: Uh, we will be reading chapter 25, which is called The Beetle at Bay. And I believe that's the Cho Harry date chapter.
0: Yeah, which would have been a really good, uh, uh, one for episode 69 as well. But, uh, I think Snape is probably the better of the two. Absolutely. And even on this most hallowed of episodes, we have to kill Umbridge.
1: Oh yeah. Forgot about her
0: yeah (laughs) this is this is the most umbrage content we've been getting for a few weeks now is is killing her uh the this one is number 18 have her carve i will not teach crap to my students into the back of her hand until the message sinks in and she dies of blood loss Uh,
1: haven't we already done one of those or am i am i imagining it
0: well flute piano also noticed this oh uh this one's not unlike the other idea still good though she dies we all be hap hap hapoy says the telephone booth <laughs> I don't know what that means, uh, but what I do know is that you should probably read another book.
1: Please read another book.
0: (laughs) If you go into the dream, but there's a lady there, makes ocean roll seem tame. Better know what you're after if you catch your eye. Cause this heart and llama is just a cat in disguise.